Hey, what's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. Tuesday night's live. My name is Jay. Top auto logistics video news connecting retail, wholesale, logistics, and tech. Your auto transport community media since 2017. I'm telling you, right before the show, like right before the show, I had to make a microphone setting. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight. Podcast stage pointers. Thank you so much for taking the time. We're going to get there. I want to talk about whether you're live or on demand, you're putting a show together. There is so much to think about. But first, I want to say thank you for leaving a like. Please do that. Click sh click share and copy and tell your friends. This is ATI, and tonight's show, um, first of all, I want you to feel welcome here at ATI. Please do say hello. We're going to jump into Top Auto Logistics news. I've got Amazon selling cars, Copilot AI shopping, AI inspection delivery. I know you're going to go so sick of AI. But for right now, we still have human beings. So at the 15-minute mark, we're going to bring in Elena Ciccatelli. EVs for Everyone is her podcast. And then we're going to build a panel with Jamie Carpenter and Herb Anderson. They both have podcasts. This show is about podcasting. And so, let's do some podcast stage pointers since we're jumping in. Thanks for jumping in the live chat. So, podcast stage pointers. Now, uh, inspired by, yes, inspired by the Used Car Week uh, podcast stage. But I know other trade shows are asking, should we have a podcast stage? Our podcast area, many booths have podcasts in them. People are live. People are making videos on demand. It's a lot. It's a lot of media. I'm actually surprised at how much. And the thing is, when you walk up to, you know, the booth or the stage, and then you realize, you know, gosh, do I have everything I need? I mean, do I have every single cable I need? Am I ready to go? Am I, am I really ready? Um, I know that Used Car Week invite a lot of people to be, you know, do the live podcasts. Do they know what they're getting into? I, I want I would love to interview. I could do a whole series on interviewing people after the podcast. Actually, it's, that'd be a great podcast after the podcast. But you got you got to bring everything from your microphone and the equipment to. You got to look for guests. I saw this. Somebody actually posted looking for guests, and I thought, just random anybody, I guess. Just okay, sure. Um, now Elena. And John, um, this is Elena interviewing John on the podcast stage a year ago. So I mentioned Elena is with me tonight. She's got the EVs for Everyone podcast. And she's going to talk more about that. But the way this show came about is we were at Used Car Week. And she, she said, you know, I ask you a few questions. I've got just a few questions, some advice. We started talking. Once we started talking, I realized, oh my gosh, this is a whole show. I'm going to do a show. Um, and I feel qualified to do the show. This is show... 321 in a row on a Tuesday. Take a little bit of a, a ding for that. Um, also, my friend Herb Anderson, Dealer Talk Podcast, is here with me tonight. He's been doing it for a while, and um, so he's got that veteran point of view. Jamie Carpenter, she's also with us tonight. A lot of people know who Jamie is. Jamie has uh, is doing Scanning the Industry for UVI Podcast. And so, we're, whether it's individual, corporate, uh, new, used, uh, it's the full ecosystem. ATI is in the neutral zone and excited about this show tonight, actually. So, 
Just a reminder, ATI covers the ecosystem, OEM, auction, dealership, or broker, carrier. Everybody's welcome. Yeah, right. So wait a minute, Jay. Is this like a, is this a trucking show or is this a, a media show? It's all of it. Because I know you're thinking about social media. Think of how many car haulers are making their own YouTube channels. Think of how many are no longer doing it. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But why did they stop? That's what I want to talk about tonight. Why did they stop? It's okay to stop. Um, last Tuesday night, we had Adam Lore. By the way, mic check one, two, three. We're okay. Let me know in the uh, in the audio. <laughs> Let me know in the audience if the audio is okay. Um, Adam Laura, VP, OEM Strategy. He was on Tuesday night. That was a great show. We're following the disconnect between sales and operations on ATI. So last Thursday, I had um, Nathaniel from Freight Validate with Carrier Vetting for All. You might want to check that out. Look for a YouTube short coming to a theater near you. So let's do some news. It's time, Jay. We only got 10 more minutes to go with the news. So they're here. That's right. Uh, hey, um, so there's this rumor going around that Amazon is going to help Hyundai sell vehicles on its platform. Um, it's the thing that everybody's talking about. And yes, Hyundai dealers will eventually be able to sell used cars on Amazon too. Not just new used as well uh eventually they'll be able to move pre-owned units on the platform as part of a broad strategic par partnership between amazon and hyundai announced thursday at the la auto show car dealers will be able to sell cars through amazon's u.s store for the first time starting next year with hyundai as the first brand to be available and eventually dealers will be able to sell both new and used the process is designed to let consumers easily buy the vehicle online and then pick it up at their local dealership or have it delivered. Ooh. Take a ding for the uh, for the auto transport community. As part of the partnership, Amazon Web Services, now the preferred cloud provider for Hyundai, is it digitally transforms its operations, production, and customer service. The two companies will bring in Alexa in the next gen of Hyundai vehicles. Hyundai is the first automotive company available for full end-to-end -end transactions in Amazon's U.S. store. She'll be listening as you're driving, so uh, keep that in mind. So let's keep moving into AI land. Copilot, uh, not to be confused with the Super Dispatch Copilot, this is Copilot uh, AI-powered shopping app will re entirely reinvent car shopping. Really? Really? Entirely reinvent car shopping? Okay. All right. Anything's possible. Consumer-focused car shopping app Copilot has launched what it calls the market's first comprehensive artificial intelligence-assisted car shopping experience. Uh, so you can search through its app, receive AI-curated ranked recommendations with detailed analysis. Okay, I don't know if I'm... Yeah. When you're car shopping today, is there AI helping you, you know, get into a car? Wow. Copilot also includes a generative AI-backed chat function to answer consumers' car buying questions. Copilot AI is designed to instantly search every dealer in the consumer's area, identifying vehicles that meet specifications, analyzing every Copilot data, ranking results, recommending best cars. Wow. Does it do car shipping too? Huh. Well, if I shipped cars, I might want to... 
Uh, Copilot said its app provides a detailed analysis as to why each vehicle has been recommended. And the company said its recommendations are unbiased, with dealers unable to pay to influence the results. Oh, oh no. Oh, where'd the Apple card go? This is the first step toward overhauling the entire car buying experience with AI. Wow. Uh, so, AI-powered vehicle delivery is unveiled. I know. I know. You're going to get so sick of AI. Wait till next year. The integration of artificial intelligence and vehicle delivery is not just a futuristic concept, but a present reality sh reshaping the direct-to-consumer paradigm. You'd be proud of me, because earlier I was saying that what's has this rift between technology and then the physical world where cars actually get delivered continues to widen. You're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna have technology. You're gonna have moments where the technology says something that isn't happening. You are. I know. Send it in. Autotransportintel at gmail.com. Consumers empowered by tech increasingly prefer direct transactions with manufacturers. Really? That's interesting, too. This preference has paved the way for DTC models. Okay, that's debatable. Consumers empowered by tech. I just was saying this. Increasingly prefer direct interactions with manufacturers. Yeah, I, I could probably name 100 dealers right now that are going to fully disagree with that. I'm just going to keep moving. I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep going. Uh, okay, game changer in car inspection and delivery. AI-powered inspection systems use advanced algorithms and machine learning to assess a vehicle's condition with remarkable precision. Now, this, this is true. I mean, it's going to know everything about that paint chip. More than... Even paint chip experts know mobile inspection apps equipped with AI are now used by delivery personnel to conduct real-time inspections upon vehicle drop-off, allowing customers to view an accurate assessment of their vehicle's condition upon arrival. Again, if the customer can know things faster, uh, then the, uh, the worker is going to be asked to use the technology. That's just going to happen. Digital trade-in using AI-powered assessment tools. OEMs can now offer fair and transparent evaluations of trade-in vehicles. That's happening, like, to the chagrin. Million-dollar word of the day. To the chagrin of the seller that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't want everybody to know everything about each paint chip. Really? Yeah, really. However, the road ahead is not without challenges. One of the primary concerns is the balance between tech and practical implementation. And it requires significant investment in terms of infrastructure, training, and development. That's why ATI Auto Business is here to help you move into the AI future. Uh, here's car dealership guy again. CEO of Cruise just stepped down. Um, and basically, we're going to talk about autonomous vehicles for a second. You're going to like this. This you're going to like. Uh, crew, well, not all of it. I mean, okay, yeah, a pedestrian was dragged down a street. That Nobody likes that. But uh, they're recalling autonomous vehicles, checking on safety, government stepping in. They said this would all happen. It is happening. Buttigieg is here. He's wanting to ensure that crews and other self-driving vehicles are safe. And uh, uh, U.S. Transportation uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg said on Monday, uh, the federal government will do everything it can using existing regulatory powers to ensure that GM, RoboTaxi, Unit Cruise, and other autonomous vehicles are deployed safely. But you know, I mean, it's 
it's only a matter of time. It really is. It's only a matter of time before autonomous is a thing. It's just a matter of time. But in October, California Department of uh, Motor Vehicles ordered crews to remove its driverless cars from the state roads, calling them a public safety concern. And uh, two dozen unions, Transport Workers uh, Union of America, International Brotherhood of Teamsters, and United Auto Workers are now looking at, uh, at saying, hey, NHTSA, maybe we should do an industry-wide investigation. Remember that uh, self-driving beer truck? Yeah. No. Ixnay on the automotive truck A, I guess. Open Lane launches U.S. Consolidated Wholesale Marketplace. Everybody's consolidating. It's time to get lean. It's Q4 2023. Uh, Open Lane, the operator of digital wholesale used vehicle marketplaces, launched the new Open Lane U.S. Digital Marketplace, combining off-lease inventory from U.S. sellers with dealer-dealer inventory of backlot cars, just continuing to consolidate the new marketplace Continues the advancement in the company's digital strategy, featuring all sellers, all buyers, all cars, all in one place. Uh, customers want inventory, engagement, lower fees, higher ex conversion, hassle-free experience. Um, so, when asked, I thought this would be a good time to address this. I got asked if, uh, you know, Cox Monopoly. Is there a Cox Monopoly? In fact, this guy asked if Assertus was part of the Cox Monopoly. I had someone else email me. Do you think Cox Automotive has a monopoly in the auto industry? Mannheim, Auto Trader, Next Gear Capital, Central Dispatch, Dealer Track, Ready, and who knows what else. These are good questions. These are really good questions. And um, then finally, hey, someone on your YouTube for Tuesday's show said so that Cox owes Assertus. Boy, rumors do spread. So I figured I would point out once again uh cox automotive is streamlining its brand portfolio it's not a monopoly they don't own a Certus. they do have a lot they are probably the number one brand in automotive and they have many uh aspects to their portfolio but no not a monopoly it might feel that way to you to some um and even cox is saying hey have you noticed most powerful brands keep things simple Google, Apple, Uber, Coca-Cola. Same strategies with guiding the team. But they do go on to acknowledge navigating 60-plus entities. And there you go. There, There is the... Uh, that is a lot of entities. 60? Wow. And yet, uh, and that might be, that you know, because I've heard about prices being driven up. This guy is asking if he, you know, maybe he can get an alternate to a, uh, to a software... I'm just mentioning it. People are looking. People are asking. Final story here tonight. Experts spot negative auto finance readings not seen in 17 years. Full room. Listening to all this. And once again, Cox Automotive. Chief Economist Jonathan Smoke examined October data and determined 60-day delinquencies rose for the sixth month in a row, landing 13% higher than a year earlier. That's pretty significant. Subprime severe delinquency rate was 69 basis points higher from a year ago. The aggregate 16 points of subprime loans, 7.38, were severely delinquent. That was also unchanged for the month, but the highest rate for any month dating back to at least 2006. Smoke determined total auto defaults increased by 4% in October from September, soaring 31% from a year ago. Yikes. 
Well, I mean, the car, how much is the car a month? I mean, really? 800 Holy mackerel. You can keep that up? My goodness. But, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, I just want to say, I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving now before I forget. Because we, we have the opportunity to celebrate Thanksgiving. That's really cool. And, um, and thank you so much for being a part of the community. Remember to leverage ATI Auto Business. We don't ship cars. I move information. J at ATI. Here we go. Alright, what are we doing? Oh yeah. Let's do a quick break. Let's get some ELD punch in our system. We'll be right back with Elena after this. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. Transport AutoQuoter is by, by far, far the, the leading auto-quoting auto software on the market and the only AutoQuoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Don't lose any more sleep worrying about missing loads. Get auto transport quote or quote the right price the first time, anytime. Run your business with TAQ. Visit transportautoquoter.com links are in the live chat thank you so much uh whether you are live or on demand you're in for a treat it's podcast stage pointers and here tonight to help me talk about what we're talking about is elena Chicatelli evs for everyone podcast elena can you see me and hear me okay I can. Jay, how are you? Happy Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Right? All right. Yeah, it, it is. Happy Thanksgiving Eve Eve. Um, I've pretty much been working. I mean, I we're, we're now into, it's going to turn festive tomorrow at some point, right? It's it's going to be festive. Yeah, already? The, the out of office is, is already like, I'm just going to hit submit on the out of office message and yeah. we're I already saw a lot of those. My Tuesday morning marketing went out. And so here's what I want to do. We're going to jump right in. Another, I love, love a good drum roll. Um, we're doing podcast stage pointers. And, oh, see, look at this. Here's a pointer. Don't make your slides so big. 
podcast stage pointers, why are you doing this? I just, I you, you've heard me say, like I've said some crazy things. Like I've said, I'll just say it because I said I wouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to get it out of the way. You could throw a rock and hit an automotive podcast. And, and that's, it's not the nicest thing ever. But it's, a, and so we're just acknowledging reality. It's true. It's true. And the thing is, you speak the truth. And really, why podcasting? Why do any content creation whatsoever? Why throw your hat in the ring? It's because I'm throwing my hat in the ring. Okay? To be clear, you know, social media, anybody and everyone can contribute to social media. Anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can start a YouTube channel. Anybody can start a TikTok. You know, the list goes on and on. But then it's how do you then start to create a community? Jay, you have done a beautiful job of creating the ATI community. There are many, many people in this industry who have create amazing, really niche communities. Yeah. And, and and that's wonderful and that's great and it's needed right so i think to your question is the why and i know the why for me is i want to create this community around electric vehicles it's something that i'm really into i think we're going to see some really really cool advancements in the next year year and a half we're we're in this in this phase right now it's like do we like evs do we not like them what's happening and it's a very very interesting conversation to have and it's like no matter who you run to run into they have an opinion about evs and so for me it's like i'd like to be able to be the one to curate those conversations bring them to people who may or may not be in the industry and who are you know you and i eat sleep breathe this this stuff all day long so it's it's really cool to have that opportunity to bring these stories to light i like that i like that what's cool is we're gonna help balance each other out because i i tend to get kind of pessimistic at times because of my reality stuff um and you're more upbeat than i am so this is going to be great all right. So we, we balance each other out. Yeah. And I mean, I believe that, you know, life is balance. We all need balance. All right, here we go. We're going to jump in. And then what we're going to do, what it makes sense, it could be in a minute. It could be in 10 minutes. We're going to bring in Jamie and Herb and to continue this conversation. Okay. So my first slide, I made some slides as if I was, let's say I walked, you know, uh, let's say a company called me and said, Jay, we're going to make a new podcast and, and it's going to be amazing. And if I brought a, a, a slide deck and, and I said to them, well, okay, so what's your idea? And by the way, does it rhyme? Because when I hear rhyming ideas, I immediately think I'm not sure if, we're, if the idea was just so we could make a rhyming statement. All right, I'm going to keep moving on. Seriously, what's the idea? What is the idea? And now, if you have an idea, how do you get started? Because what's the point of this idea? And now yeah. I'm going to say something dark. Have you looked at the competition? Elena, yeah. reply so, to what I said, please. 
So, okay, so starting with with the idea and how to get started, and I think we talked a little bit about this at Used Car Week, it is having the the conviction and the determination and the wherewithal to not let the technical stuff stand in your way of actually producing the content. I'm a huge, huge believer in if you can just pick up your phone and get the content done, then yes, you have achieved your goal. Uh, I think a lot of times, especially content creators just getting started are in this tunnel of, I have to have the best mic, I have to have the best setup and all of this like crazy high production value. And yes, it has to sound good. Yes, there needs to be quality. But at the same time, don't let that stop you from getting content out there. Because guess what? Your competition is already getting content out there. They're already doing it, right? They're already one step ahead of you on on that. So, uh, you know, really not having that as uh, you know, being being a barrier, and I'll just share this story briefly because it really was poignant for me. I saw you at breakfast at Used Car Week, and I was like, Jay, I need like some moral support right now, like right. creator to create. Like that was I, early on, right? You said that. You said I want to talk to you about right. Yeah, Dude exactly. has a few minutes to talk, and I think we just started talking, right? Yes, exactly. In the hallway. But in- but yeah. in that moment, though, in that moment, it was like, all right, just get your you-know-what together, get it done. It's not a big deal. You know, you can keep moving forward. And the context to that story is that my laptop stopped oh. working. My mic stopped working. Dude. I had to go to Best Buy and buy, like, all new equipment. Right. I was I was recording probably, I don't know how many interviews that day, but it was all of these th- pull things. Pull through, though. Yeah, but you just you get inside. The to. thing of it, though, and also, too, going back to your question, why about the idea? You will get stuck in your head. You will get stuck in your head multiple times. Why am I doing this? Does anybody care? Is anybody <laughs> listening? Is anybody watching? It's like the list kind of just That's goes right. on and on. That's right. So. All right, well, good. You you know, you're jumping ahead. I like it because, okay, so, by the way, when, when I say look at the competition, I don't sit and watch everybody's stuff. I know about them. I get a sense, but I don't sit around and obsess about it. I don't. No. Don't, and I don't recommend anybody do that. Um, right now, but, okay, so, but somebody's got, you said this, who's going to, Who's going to own the idea? Now, I think you were talking about, like, if it's your idea and the company says, oh, we'll do it, does the company take your idea? So there's ownership, you know, of the of the owning of the, of the stuff. But who's going to shepherd this product, this yes. project, right? Yes. Who's going to manage? This is what producer, the, the term producer, it, it has a real meaning. This is the person, this is the last line of defense before the death of the idea. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to have a firm, firm stake in the ground and say, I have ownership over this IP, right? I have ownership over what I'm producing, what I'm putting out there, what content I'm putting out into the world, because like you said, that will, that, that is the quickest way for something to die. It, it's so, so easy unless you are, right. and we can talk about sure. scheduling content. If there's an and, argument over the concept, yes, this thing can die. 
it can die, it can die very, very quickly. Very quickly. And yep. and also too, the 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 shiny new object, it it goes away quickly. And so in order what is what it's the way to stay sustained in it, and this is my own personal viewpoint, is you early on, you get advocates and supporters that and for me, these are people that I interview on the show or folks that are like, hey, what about this idea? Or like are really, again, a community that's wanting to collaborate, I think is very important to keep you sustained in the idea because otherwise it's the reality. We want to go back to the reality of it's you just talking. Wow. No, I'm telling you, you're raising a lot of great points. You're jumping way ahead, which is great. We're going to bring in Jamie and Herb here in a second. I just, uh, yeah, I started talking about building an audience. And, you know, here's something I ask. You got to dig deep. As the producer, what do you stand for? Do you have principles? Do you have a voice? You know, if you don't have those things, you can be swayed in any direction. And now it's fine to change. But you still have to know, right? You have to have that, that inner voice that's going to guide you somebody's got to guide this thing and now or how about a routine and discipline have you, right you've got to have routines and discipline because at the you know on the weekends and the holidays are you eat sleeping and breathing media i know i am i'm going to be sitting around thanksgiving thinking about next tuesday night show yeah uh, well, i'm going to enjoy thanksgiving but it's in there rolling around yeah, absolutely. And look, you would, you did a whole segment about AI in the beginning of the show. Look, we've got we've got a lot of amazing technology to help us stay organized, stay in a routine. Like let use the robots to help you out with some of this stuff, right? That and, is an <laughs> right? interesting point. You're right. You know, use the like, robots. You're absolutely the, right. Use the robots. They're there for a reason. But but again, it's for you and I and and Jamie and Herb and all the other content creators out there, yes, we have this insatiable, I say, you're feeding the content goblin or the gremlin or whatever you want to call it. It's insatiable and we are continually thinking about content ideas. So that will never go away, but just use the robots to to, you know, work in a smart way. I'll tell you what, what we're gonna do is this is time. We're gonna bring in Herb and Jamie after the break. So do me a favor, stick around. We'll be right back with Herb and Jamie here on Podcast Stage Pointers. Yeah, so let's be honest with it. Everybody as an operator, like myself, we're always looking to save expense. Okay. And so if I can get a product that is just as efficient as as another product and yet save a ton of money, that's what I'm gonna do. And so I think the value proposition that Dealers Link offers is unmatched, right? For what we spend on Dealers Link, for what we get from Dealers Link, full spectrum, the marketplace to support, the OEM data, the Fastbook tool, the, the mobile applications that you have, uh, it, the value proposition is huge. Um, and I definitely would recommend, I have recommended, uh, we are continuing to install it into our stores uh, as we speak. Request a live demo at dealerslink.com now. Are you ready to take a leap into the future of vehicle logistics? Auto Hauler Exchange is the first pure B2B marketplace in vehicle logistics, where shippers and carriers live and work directly in one ecosystem with no middleman. Shippers simply post their shipping opportunities directly to highly vetted carriers around the country. 
Once a carrier sees a shipment opportunity which fits their need, they simply check that shipment out of the exchange with just a few clicks of a button and with no third-party interaction, getting your vehicle on the road with ease. We have proven our B2B marketplace is a more efficient, transparent model for vehicle logistics, where shippers and carriers connect one-on-one. -on -one. Take it from our clients themselves. Get off the vehicle hauling roller coaster today with Auto Hauler Exchange. Auto Hauler Exchange B2B Marketplace connects shippers directly with carriers, and that means putting the power of the business transaction back in the carrier's hands. Visit AutoHaulerExchange.com. Links are in the live chat. Here we go. Podcast stage pointers, part two, the discussion panel. Jamie and Herb, can you see me and hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yes. We're good. Two mic checks. Awesome. All right. What I'm going to do is, Jamie, you're on my screen first. I just want you to say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you and your podcast, please. Jamie Carpenter and uh, podcast is Scanning the Industry. Um, UVI, uh, we have inspection technology that scans the vehicle. So that's where the name came from. Um, and I apologize for any uh, background noise that you may hear. Uh, although I like the music, I'm not choosing it right now. I am um, outside at a restaurant. So this is true life right here. This is what podcasting <laughs> Welcome is all to about. Scheduling. That's, That's right. right. This is what scheduling looks like. That's awesome. Thank you, Jamie. Herb, please say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you. Hello, everybody. How's everyone doing? So um, Herb Anderson, host of the Dealer Talk podcast. So we've been uh, doing this deal since uh, 2018. Um, so the podcast is all about, it's designed for people in the industry, um, by people in the industry. So uh, all about, you know, tips, tricks, uh, marketing, uh, in-store processes, retails, uh, fixed ops. Um, we try to keep a, a wide range of topics and guests on the show to just try to help uh, people with their day-to-day. -day. 2018? So, yes, sir. Wow. So I started yeah. in 2017, and it seems like a long, long time ago. Oh, and yeah. It's not really, but it seems like it. Um, that's I'm really, really interesting. I'm the baby of the group. Right. And, and but <laughs> this is what and, and I think we're kind of a good random sample of what's out there. I mean, literally right before right before going live, I'm looking at LinkedIn one more time because I can't get enough, you know, got to feed the addiction to LinkedIn. And I saw two podcasts in that 20 second scroll. That's how many podcasts there are. And. I know I'm not the only one that has some opinion of what, what we're looking at. It's kind of like blogs. Like, there's a lot of blogs. But I think I think at this point, it's a little easier to write to do a blog than a podcast. Is podcasting easy? Who wants to take that one? No, it's not easy at all. <laughs> well, why do you <laughs> very, do it? It's yeah. very, very difficult. <laughs> it's actually. really hard, actually. Yeah. But... The cool thing is, when I think about podcasting today, I think about how much money it would have cost to put something like this together just 20 years ago. 
Like, there's no way people could, could you know what I mean? So now, at least... I can actually can... answer that question. I tried to do this 20 years ago, and I there was no platform. Right. There was no, inter, you know, yeah, you just wheel tapes around to places, and boy, oh boy, was that Yeah, or you, or you pay to be on a radio show, yeah. and you produce it yourself. You know, you're and... hitting, like, I don't know, yeah, it's four just, people. It's... <laughs> it's crazy. As opposed so... to 12. <laughs> well, yeah, we got twenty, <laughs> and that's the thing too. We are vying for so much other attention that actually this will never get easy. That's actually one of the reasons I wanted to do this show. This will never get easier. There'll be yeah. more but and more. Yeah, I agree. But I also, when I started the podcast, I I said this would be the perfect podcast to start because it's a niche, right? Like, you're not going to get a a podcast like. Like, you know, like dealer talk that's going to get like a million listeners. I mean, we're at about 134,000 downloads. And to me, that seems insane. Like that there's 134,000 downloads on people wanting to listen about, you know, car dealership stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, I, it just, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it all depends on what you, what, what you're trying to do, why you're doing it. All those things come into play as well. But, you know, the fact that we that the tools exist today that we could do it is is pretty awesome in comparison to where where, you know, where things were. Elena. Yeah, I was just going to mention, too, for me, podcasting is a way to meet really, really cool, thoughtful, amazing people. And it's a way to build those relationships and even just being on the show tonight. So, Herb, I was actually on your show with Charity, but I had never oh, met right. you. But I had never met you before, so like yeah. this is cool that I actually like get to interface with you a little bit. Jamie, I'm always seeing you at conferences. We're always like, let's like talk separately at <laughs> another time. You know what I mean? So I think in a way it has opened up. Like podcasting is the vehicle. Da -da -da, the pun there. It's the vehicle Whoa. to like get get you to forming these really cool relationships with people and that's, you're right. that's my approach you're and right Jay, i know you're you're very much the same way you're right well you what you just did there is you pointed out one of the maybe maybe the premier reason why a company does do a podcast because it builds that extra level of relationship to somebody you want to do business with and that's what makes it worth it there's a lot of downside and a lot of work. Yeah, Jamie. Well, I was just going to say, it's not necessarily people you want to do business with, but people who, uh, like for me, um, so far, the folks that have um, been on the podcast are people that we do business with, but they're people in the industry that... Um, have really great insight and really great things to share. And um, I feel like I learn as much from them. Um, and, and that's the exciting part for me, right? Like the continuation of learning and getting to meet people. And I say it all the time. And if, if we are connected on LinkedIn, you're probably tired of hearing me say it, but we're in a relationship business. And if you're gonna build relationships Going back to what Elena said, I mean, this what a great way to do it, right? I mean, a podcast is a great way to build that relationship. It's absolutely true. Well, the other, the other, if I can chime in, the other uh, benefit of podcasting for me, anyway, it's it's been it accelerates learning, right? 
because you're having people on your show, hopefully that you find insightful, you, you feel that at least they're going to, are going to bring some sort of insight. And just by having those conversations, you learn in that process. And for me, anyway, I can, I take those lessons and I apply them directly to my business. So it's been, it's, it started for me, it was, it was, Hey, you know, how do I get my company name out there? Well, you know, I'm having all these great conversations. It'd be, it'd be great to put this on a, on a podcast and share with everybody. And it quickly became like, Oh no, this is totally for me because I'm learning so much. Um, and it just became a really selfish pro project in that sense. Yeah. The learning, I agree a hundred percent. That's good. That's interesting. Cause so it evolved. So let's do this. Let's go back to the slide deck. See where I'm at. Um, all right. We kind of talked about equipment and logistics. I won't stay here, but the amount of troubleshooting and you know, like when I said, do you have every cable you need, you know, when you're trekking it down to the podcast stage, it takes one cable to ruin your day. Yeah, or, or somebody being on the stage during your time uh, what? that also can um, well really... it's interesting you say that because one of the things i do want to do here is talk, give some feedback how much how how long are the time slots on the podcast stage i think it was 30 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah is that long enough for me it is I I, I set start up, to, do the show on breakdown. I mean, I to for me, I like to keep my episodes fifteen minutes. But again, this is a personal. My reference. interview didn't show up on time. What can I Ex do, right? I know exactly. So from there, uh, so Elena gave up her spot man, for me Elena, because wow, I gave up mine for Jay. And look, we're all here together tonight. <laughs> what a community! Look at that. Well, I, I tell you what, so since we're on this, Elena, I think you asked the question. And by the way, shout out Joe Overby. I actually I yeah. texted Joe earlier. I said, hey, man, I want you to know what, what I'm trying to do with this show. I'm trying to, you know, be helpful and talk about all the different things that come up when it comes to producing a podcast. Um, Elena, you had said something about how maybe like, what if there was a scheduler or... Because we really didn't know. I, I, Jamie, I didn't know... Right, I was on top of your time slot. I'm lucky it was you, Elena. So, anyways, what what what's some feedback for scheduling and knowing about each other's? I don't know. Well, I think if there's just a calendar, right, just something online, a calendly, it'll just show you. Jay is at twelve. Jamie's at one. Herb is at three. You can kind of see it all line up. But um, the other thing, the other caveat there too is. For me personally, I'm trying to be ready for any and all situations. So then in one situation, I literally had my phone and I was doing voice memos with Matt Jones. Shout out to Matt Jones from True Car because he was a trooper. And I was like, listen, this this is this is how it's going to be for this inter interview. Because yeah. like, you, just, you just never know um, what's going to crop up. So you end up just being on the expo floor. And then when you end up editing that episode, you just like say your prayers you tell the audio person who you're working with like look do the best you can and this is what we got so that's that's my two cents <laughs> i will also say this i was i actually i brought some lights but i i don't normally think oh, of lighting lights. 
normally lighting is fixed and it's part of a stage. I really thought there'd be a little bit more lighting. Just two yes. cents there. The yeah. lights were, yeah. There wasn't. There was no lighting. I was trying to cover them up. That well, because they were so blue and so dark. It, yeah, it was. It was not very becoming for. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but no, it was. I, I, I think we all kind of looked a little bit uh, like uh, we were from Avatar, right? Is that the yeah? Movie? Well, everybody's blue. I was gonna. I was gonna go Smurf, but Avatar. that's probably the age difference. It was cool looking. <laughs> I, I liked the blue that just was no overhead white. Right? Yeah. Like, there's my shadow, right? Like, it just, there was... So, anyways, just but some feedback. I will say, too, with yeah. the um, the calendaring or at least somebody there monitoring so that you... Like, we could have at least worked it out between us, right? Like, I would have emailed Elena or texted you or, you know, like, most of us know each other anyway, and... It did work out and it was fine. Um, but to your point, Jay, my mics didn't work. And so even though it picked up the um, the conversation that we were having, they were really just for looks because it, they really didn't do what they were supposed to do. Um, so, yeah, the, the <laughs> technical piece of it. And, you know, I, it was just I felt like used car week was the busiest that I've ever experienced. Um and I know that I'm in a new role with a new company, so there are a lot. There's a lot of newness there, but um, it was really hard just to get to the stage, <laughs> and to then to get to your point to get everything set up, and you only had 30 minutes, and then I felt like I was putting Elena out, so I was rushing even more. Um, yeah, it was a lesson learned for sure. There's well, everything is, and that's why we're talking about it. I also will say this. I saw a lot of people just shooting in their booth, uh, which, you know, then begs the question, well, I'm, I'm, you know, if you can just shoot in your booth and you could do interview after interview, well, problem solved. So it's good mm -hmm. to have a booth, you know. Or you could just, you know, record in the coffee area or whatever. And this is where, look at, like, look at other shows. Look at NADA and Digital Dealer and, uh, you know, pick your pick a show. And you'll see booth after booth after booth with companies and individuals recording, podcasting, live or on demand. It's wild. Yeah. And also, too, uh, you can record in a vehicle. You can record oh, in a yeah. car. And you can... You proved it. Yeah, yes, and you can get some $300 wireless mics and and make it work. Um, and again, to, to the point I was making earlier about don't let the equipment stop you from creating content. It is, hey, you just, you just go and you just get it done. And so we ended up getting into that ID, uh, VW ID4, and that was the best content that came out of that conference. And it wasn't even on the stage so because i, I want to know why you didn't sing oh, i think you guys needed to sing just like oh <laughs> like karaoke <laughs> yes do car karaoke i was waiting elena i was so excited i know so so funny story about that so we're gonna try and get the um you guys heard of the id buzz uh the um the new electric it looks like just 
basically a, a bus that's electric vw it's like a nostalgic 60s throwback oh and yeah, so we yeah. Were, yeah so yeah. we were joking about how we we're gonna get the id buzz and we we're gonna like do it and it has the full like camping thing and the stove and we're like oh we're gonna cook a meal and then but again it's <laughs> your your creativity is the like there's no limit to your creativity i think when it comes to media because it's like you write the rules of your show Again, Jay, to your point of you being the producer, you write the rules and as creative and as crazy as you want to get, again, you have to be specific about what is your tone, what is your brand. And or what is can you get crazy? Let's go back to the list because this, this gets into, yeah. and yep. I, I didn't even talk, editing, where you're going to host it. Um, all right, so yeah, well, what are you, let's say you've got the idea and let's say you've got the equipment. What's the plan? Is there a plan? Once, well, sometimes once, yeah. just doing it, it, it evolves. Like, like for me, the plan was, hey, nice. I'm starting this company. And my biggest thing was obscurity. Nobody knows what I do or what my company does or what I'm trying to do here. What's the best way that I can, you know, talk about it so that people, you know, understand the concept and what it is that we're, you know, the value that we're bringing. And so, you know, that's, that's why I initially started the podcast, but it quickly, like I said earlier, became this thing where I was just having these awesome conversations and I was like, man, it'd be cool to get these conversations out there. And it kind of totally changed the, the concept and the idea. And then the other thing too, that I wanted to interject with the, with the technology side of it, I think people get hung up. I remember when we started, I had this cardboard box around my my mic and i would record like that <laughs> you know and now you know this was the last the, my last season we're in, in season 10 now i was doing it like this where i'm at now and then this new season season 10 that we're doing we have a full studio and full like you know we have a whole team that's going to be putting the podcast together so it also evolves and it grows if you're consistent and you stay on it too so you got to learn, you got to suck at it first in order to get good at it. And you don't, you know, like what, what did I know about microphones and lights and all that stuff when I started? I had no clue what, what any of that stuff was. So you just learn as you, as you do it. You let the content help you persevere. Yeah, for sure. That's for sure. But see, if you yeah. do it, like, here's my thing. Like people say, I'm going to start a podcast and I always, I'm always like, mm, because you're going to do six episodes, two people are going to listen and then you're going to quit. Right. If you're doing it for that reason. But if you do it like, hey, I don't care. I care about what I'm my takeaway from this is the conversation and the nuggets that I'm personally going to get from that conversation. And if other people find that interesting, great. And if they don't, I still win. So that helps you stay consistent. But if you go into it being like, oh, I'm going to put this podcast and then nobody listens to it in the beginning, then it's very easy for you to be like, oh, OK, yeah, you know, I'm done. Absolutely. So, That's absolutely yeah. right. And then there's another podcast that goes to the podcast graveyard, right? Because yeah. there's, there's just a lot of them out there and they just, you know, are collecting spider webs. That's such a good point. Like, I don't understand, like, like some people, they do a podcast, they do about 20 episodes and then they quit and they start a new podcast. And I'm like, why? Just stay. Or, just that's stay right. Or they decide they're going to have six podcasts. Right, yeah. Right. This is the other one. And it, you, and you just have to think, you know, what what am I? Where will I be a year from now? Um, how about the psychology of the actual doing the podcast? What are you doing when someone is talking? Are you listening? Mm. 
right? Like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a, that's a really good point. And again, that goes back to your the reason, in my opinion, why you do it. That's right. And, and if you're there to learn, then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna listen more than you talk. And this gets into like you can only do so much research in a day, and you can really only do so much preparation. But ultimately, would you watch it or listen to this? Let's talk about that for a second. Do you do you go back and watch or listen to yourself, and what's that experience like? In the beginning, it's it's awful. <laughs> It's awful. It's a cringe fest, whatever else you want to call it. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I mean, so prior to this podcast, I had a uh, talking about podcast graveyards, a, a different one where I was like a hundred and whatever episodes in, and I remember that first episode, I was like, this is terrible. I don't know how I'm going to keep going doing this because I don't want to listen to it. I don't... But again, that starts to evolve as you get comfortable with your own voice. And Jay, to what you were saying about um, how much research can you do and do you actually listen to guests? And for me, I try, I'm, I am now very cognizant of when I interview somebody, yes, I have in my mind what those two or three questions right. are going to be but if it goes in a different direction kind of like how we're freewheeling right here mm -hmm. i'm going to be ready to go in that different direction and pick up on that little sound bite that they may have said that was like that sounds interesting okay let's dig a little deeper into that little piece um so again that's how i feel that to your point would i listen to this would i put this throw this on while i'm doing the dishes or uh, you know folding the laundry uh. That's an excellent use of a podcast, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or the workout. The workout. For the, yeah, is. the workout. Yes. It, so, <laughs> it yeah. It, so trying to, to put myself in the, the shoes of the listener, the shoes of the viewer, is this because we are creating entertainment, right? We are, we are the are media. Are you sure? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're creating entertainment. This is gold. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Well, yeah, yeah, Jamie. I was going to say, you know, I, I have this accent that um, you probably not even noticed tonight. Um, I'm not sure, but to go back and hear myself, um, it's very, very we, hard. We all have um, that. It is. It's hard. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. How, how is it we were all built so we can't hear ourselves talk? Right. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really a crazy curse. it is a weird thing like it you is. listen to you think you listen to yourself every day until you go back and you hear yourself you know on a recording um but yeah i i i do i just i guess this last episode that um we released not not the one from used car week that one hasn't gone out yet but the one before that it was the first time i went okay Maybe I'm going to be okay at this. Maybe I'm finally kind of getting a little comfortable. And I can actually say it was it's better than it was the time before. But, um, yeah, to Elena's point, I think, like, you have to go back and listen to it. Because if you don't, how do you know really what you're putting out there? And, you know, as hard as it is to hear yourself, I think you just have to kind of push through. And, what's yeah. A, what's it? What's amazing is when those moments happen where you're just loving it and you're listening and it's you and you're loving it and then you don't want to tell anybody because you're like, wow, I'm going to sound like a narcissist. 
<laughs> but you're loving it. You're like, this is great. I got, I, I found it. I, I see right. where I want to be. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a wonderful thing. And yeah. also too, I would just add, we are our own biggest critic. Like I am my harshest critic and it, it just, that's, that's just the way it is. So, and you, and you have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have yeah. to accept that. You, in fact, you want that. You want to, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to know that you can criticize yourself and, and still get up each day. I want to say this about social media. Because uh, I, I, I've had some of them. Well, well, Jay, we have a marketing department. That's great. That's called collaboration. I don't replace your marketing department. And your marketing department, department doesn't replace my podcast or video or whatever you want to call this. In fact, if you look at it, podcasting, social media, marketing, sales, these are all collaborative. 100%. Yeah, our marketing team actually, um, I guess, does all of the hard work, the heavy lifting for me. So I'm very blessed um, in that sense. I don't have to do um, all of the technical hard stuff that it sounds like you guys have to do. Um, I have a wonderful <laughs> right. team that this does where, that. Yeah, right. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and so that's been really helpful. I've learned a lot through the process, right? Because, um, you know, just watching and learning. But, um, yeah, I, I have been very blessed in that area. But I do a thing on um the podcast where it's we can scan a vehicle in 20 seconds so how can we get to know you in 20 seconds and that's probably my favorite part of the entire podcast it's like rapid fire questions answer as many as you can in 20 seconds and just you know i may know you but the audience doesn't or um you know i had a guest that i didn't know really well and um so that's actually been my favorite part of the entire podcast i do like to go back and listen to that um, a lot just it makes me laugh because you know we know the behind the scenes part sometimes this is live but um, you know when they put it all together and they make it look so pretty and then you're like yeah that's totally not how that happened <laughs> behind the scenes well yeah right there's another one right you've got your live all of your raw footage and then you've got right the short clips that you share or maybe it's only recorded and you're sharing segments editing who who likes editing no one likes editing no right what a nightmare no one likes editing not one person and it's listen i have to be ruthless with the editing especially if it's somebody that's on the show who i i'm a big believer in i want to humanize this story that we're telling yes we're talking about electric vehicles and that's cool and that's good but how can we humanize the story of this person who took time out of their day to record an episode with me and i take that very seriously and i'm like i want this to sound i want this to sound awesome i'm not like barbara walters interviewing or anything but i want it to sound as good as it can possibly sound so that's Again, so, editing editing is just one of those evils that you got to just get used to. Well, and there's right, editing itself is just cut and splice and cutting stuff out. But then you'll have a guest that brings zero energy 
and expects you to edit in energy. Oh, that's yeah, that's terrible. And you're terrible. like, well, that's not but you can how tell, it works. You can tell those shows. You're like, oh man, this is gonna be fun. You're like, dude. Oh <laughs> right. You're five minutes away, and you're thinking, how are we gonna get an hour? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I right? so I have I don't know if we have time for the story, but I have a, I have a story for this this type of situation. It, it wasn't it wasn't a podcast episode, but it was a panel. <laughs> it was actually somebody when I posted about doing this show on LinkedIn, someone said, "Hey, can you please tell the story because it is crazy." So it was a right. panel that I did at Move America, and it was about the vertical integration of OEMs. I don't even really know what this panel was about, to be clear. And so what ended up happening was I had somebody that was just working on um, manufacturing the lubricants that are going into a vehicle. And then I had one other person who was an electrical engineer, right? And it was, let's talk about your areas of expertise. And then the one person had the mic and it was right up to their mouth, like the entire time and, and no one could hear what he was saying. And then, so I was, I was struggling. I was completely struggling the entire time. I was trying to figure out how can I weave Bob and weave in this weird situation of people that don't <laughs> even make sense. And I have this other person who's just talking about lubricants. And at one point wow. I, I told the, the, uh, I, I said to <laughs> the, awesome. the electrical engineer, I said, well, it looks like you're the Ben Franklin of electric vehicles. Cause he's like, I've been in the business for 16 years. And then he says, well, that, I, I'm not sure I would say it that way. And so he like took offense to it and it was like a whole thing. Oh yeah. Irritating a guest live. That irritating yeah, a guest live. It intense. was like I've it was so there. intense. And then yeah. someone at the end got, like bless their bless their heart. They said, Are you okay? Like after after that panel. So yeah, you just you just have to roll with it and, and this is a really good point because you will end up in situations that are beyond your normal control. Yes. And this is when craziness ensues. And yeah, but it's su such good experience, though. Yeah, well, it is. You're right. You know, like in real life situations, once you've been through it, just the speaking part of this helps you a lot. But, but navigating those situations also is really cool, you know, because you've been through it so, so much. And, in, and when you're in a live situation, you're like, oh, man, like you're sweating and... You feel yeah. all that pressure, and the oh, light, the, the lights are on you, and the everybody, yes. everybody's like looking at <laughs> yes. you, and and I'm like, I don't even think the audience knows what this is about. And yeah. <laughs> oh man, right. So, oh, that is a great story. Thank you, Elena. That was awesome. No problem. <laughs> um. All right, I got ten thousand hours. You said this. It was a Herb. Did you say this or Elena? What happens when self-loathing and doubt shows up? It's going to. Yeah, just to keep keep going. I remember what you're. Right. Why are you? Why doing are this you for? doing this? Yeah. But it's yeah. okay if you decide. You know what? I'm gonna do the 20 episodes and and stop. It's okay. What did you learn? What did the company learn? Look at some takeaways, and, and maybe as I actually one of the things that I say to companies when I'm talking about content i'm like you know what have you tried to do in the past that either kind of was half-baked 
maybe worked. We could look at it again. There are ideas that not everything's, not everybody's going to go on to make 10,000 episodes. No. Or even 1,000 episodes. Joe Rogan's got like 3,000 plus. I'm like, man, that's, that's crazy. Of course, how do you, you know, it's just, it's a show of people talking, which again goes back to how much work do you have to do to just get on film Nobody's filming any anything anymore, by the way. Um, but to get it recorded, is it how if it's becoming natural enough, that's when you you have something. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that's one of the reasons. For example, like every time I invite somebody on the show, they all like not every time, but most of the time, they'll be like, they send me an email. What are we going to talk about? Here are some bullet points that I like to discuss. Like, what do you think about this? Are you going to send me yours? And I'm always like. No, 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 we don't do that. We just talk. Me neither. Like I don't. Yeah. We don't have any. Nothing's prepared. Like I'm not. Like I just want to have a conversation, and whatever comes out comes out. Because I want it to be like a conversation. I don't want it to be like this. Oh, I, oh, I got to do this point, and we got to talk about this, and then I'm, I got to make sure we squeeze this in there. Like I just want it to flow, and whatever comes out comes out. So I think that sometimes over preparing is also could be nice there it is because whatever that means to you you want to prepare to wherever you're comfortable whatever your level is i like to make bullets um you know just like i did on that piece of paper but i didn't write a script but yes whatever over preparing looks like for you and your program and everybody's at at a different place yeah. Yeah. I just think the conversation is really what gets like if people if people feel like it's or they understand that it's a conversation that's taking place and it's not a script, right? I think that that's when it what that that's when it gets really it it can get really really good. And I think also too yeah. uh, to what Herb is saying, that's when you also start to get some of the personality out of mm-hmm. your guest and get some of their, uh, again, just shining a light on who they are as a person, I think is really fascinating because we're we're all vastly different people. And I think it's really cool to see all the dips of, different types of personalities and um, ways that people are thinking about different problems. That's when I what I find so fascinating about just doing the podcast in general. You just made me think of prep. Um, and I don't know about anybody's time. We're a little over time here, so we'll go for a few more minutes, but how much prep do you do? It's almost like, it's like over preparing with questions. I I don't, if I, when I do a a prep test, I'll, I'll keep it short. I'll be rude. Listen, oh, we're just getting warmed up. I'm going to stop you there because I don't want to rehearse. I don't want to do the show before the show. Yeah, right. Right, because that happens. It does happen. We just did the show. You got to be like, wait, let's wait till we, like, let's hold off that conversation. Let's do this on the, (laughs) for sure. I used to prep a lot. I used to spend at least an hour just researching the guest and, you know, looking at the industry and stuff, but I stopped doing, I don't do any of that anymore. Like none. So, yeah, I think for me, it just, it it depends on, cause I also 
interview a lot of different startups in the space and I like to be educated on what is their business model. And so because they're newer companies, I want to be educated at least on that baseline. So yes, I, I will make sure I know what their business model is, who is their customer, who is their target audience and, and knowing just some of those basic pieces of information. But I do, as Herb was saying, I, I really do enjoy just the conversational piece of it and just letting that uh, evolve. And then I do have make sure I have a hard stop at 15 minutes because wow, I have noted I am like, I got I to do a hard stop because I, I don't know. For me, the format has to be short and punchy. Absolutely. And it's interesting you say, I just was going to say, okay, I want to go to final thoughts. And I want to do like a little piece of advice. And I want to start with Jamie in that. Jamie, you know, you're working with a company that is, the upside is they help you produce and research, etc. What do you think you have? What's the requirement? What do you need to fulfill in that realm, would you say? as And, and this isn't just you, but I think there are going to be more company podcasts popping up than individuals and what do those companies and the people representing that podcast need to understand about what the company is going to expect out of that podcast so that is a great question um i know it's hard we, and i just gave is, it to you yeah. but i want you to think about it you know like cuz the yeah. company needs something there's and here's why ROI somebody's going to say what's the ROI on this deal yeah, so we now have um two we have two podcasts now so there's a dealer facing podcast and then there's the wholesale remarketing podcast side that i do um, I think the reason that we started the one that I am doing is we weren't really known in the space and, um, I wanted to talk to my friends about UBI and how do you, you know, how did you hear about us and what do you think? And, um, I've had a lot of, um, support and a lot of like they've given me a lot of leeway. Like it, it is my podcast and not anything that I'd ever done before. Um, but UBI is centric to it, right? So, I mean, everything that I talk about kind of comes back around to UBI. How can, you know, um, we, how, how do you um, build that? AI maybe is the topic, you know, is working in the industry. But, um, I mean, because they are so the, you've got awareness. the producers. Okay. Yes. It's, you've it's got all got to come back to the UBI. Of the product, service, and company. Yeah. Yep. And it doesn't have to be, that's interesting. It doesn't have to be people that you're looking to do business with, but that are knowledgeable in the business, influencers, yes. speakers. Yeah. And maybe no future customers. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I think that for me, it's just all about 
being able to have conversations with people that I like or people that I want to get to know better. And the fact that I work for an amazing company that's like, yeah, go do that. Let's do it. What do you think? And it's evolved a little um, since the first episode, of course. And as you know, Herb said over and over, I know it's going to continue to eat to evolve um I'm, I'm a newbie i mean i think i have four episodes under my belt so i have nothing compared to to you guys but um i'm loving it it's super exciting and um i hope i don't end up in the graveyard i hope that you but know if you, it's it okay continues. if that happens it's okay well, all yeah. of us could we might end yeah. up in the graveyard together, and that's the podcast. <laughs> in oh, the no. graveyard. Over the yeah, graveyard. No, we're past, we're past Halloween. We're moving into Thanksgiving. No graveyards. I know. That's I know. funny. <laughs> okay, final yeah. thoughts, piece of advice. Elena or Herb? Herb, you can do the honors. Okay, well, I would say... You know, to, to piggyback on that last question, I would say this. Any company that has any ROI expectation for a podcast needs to go hire a professional that has a studio and all that stuff and really invest into it. Because nobody that has no experience is going to start a podcast overnight and be able to show any sort of significant ROI if, because you're going to measure it on vanity metrics. How many people listen to the show? How is it doing on social media? Things like that. And so it's not really fair to the initiative or to the project, right? If you're going to do a podcast as a company, you need to commit to it and understand that this is a long-term play and that whoever's going to be the person that's going to be doing that for your company is going to have to grow that show for you. And that's going to take time, right? They're going to have to learn. They're going to, have to get comfortable with being on camera and talking and, you know, the equipment side of things and all that, all the stuff that comes with it. So that being said, I think that people that are not taking advantage companies in particular that don't take advantage of the medium are missing out because i think that there's i mean like i said earlier it would have been extremely expensive just 20 years ago to put something like this together and now you have these platforms it's absolutely free you can do it you can get on there talk about things that you're passionate about and connect with like-minded individuals and so why would you not take a shot at it now is there do i think that there's that everybody should be podcasting? No, but I think that every company should at least give it, give it a try and see what comes out of that effort because, you know, why would you not, right? If, if it's a medium, it's, a, it's available to you today, I think that um, you should totally give it a shot and see if it's something that fits or not, but have the right expectation and do it for the right reasons. Jay, I know that we're, we're running late here, but I also, just, just a quick addition to that, I think because of TikTok and social media and so many of the things that are out there, people think it's easy <laughs> and it's not, yeah. you know, like because anybody like, I mean, here I am sitting outside of a restaurant on your podcast and we're talking live and it just seems like it's so easy because you see so many people going viral that anybody can do it. But man, it is not easy. And I think that that's an expectation too that maybe needs to be set. It, it, I'm glad you did easy. say that. that <laughs> you, I think you're softening up the launch pad for because I'm sitting here thinking, what do I want to say? Because I have a tendency to say that. So I'm going to come back to that. But um, but thank you for adding that because it's not easy. 
So one one piece of advice that I would offer is to be really clear about your brand and who you stand and and what you stand for, what your brand stands for, because I think that is really a guiding principle and how the show will evolve. The other piece of that as well goes to check in with your audience who is actually listening to the show mm -hmm. who is downloading the show who is giving you uh reviews on the show who is um who's giving you feedback like listen to as hard as it may be listen to some of that feedback good bad indifferent whatever it is and and, and use it um, because I think it's, again, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the listener. Would I want to consume this? And Jay, I think you said it earlier in the show, we're all vying for attention, right? It's the very famous like Gary V mantra. We're all vying for attention. We're oh all God. vying for the same like, you know, earbuds, eyes, you know, we all want that, you know, the the, the attention and, and what Herb said, the, the almost the vanity metric. So I think it, it goes back to stand firm and what you and your brand represent and make sure that you're creating something that you're proud of, right? That I mean, because why not? <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're not creating something that you're proud of and you're like really kind of excited about, then it, you're you're going to burn out very quickly and then it might go to the podcast graveyard, maybe. <laughs> so that is a pretty darn good segue to, you know, uh, I, I like to take a lot of notes. When you were talking about the gentleman with the lubricant and the too close to the microphone and all that stuff, what, one of the things that I do is I go to notes. I think the, the presidential candidates at the podium... And when the heat is on and the lights are hitting, you know, and, and it, take notes, right? Structure your mind, right? Get in, get in place. I never took debate in high school. Now I really wish I had because then I'd have that in my arsenal too. Um, but taking notes, structuring the mind, because I want to say this about the podcast graveyard is that now, so Herb, you said you got to try it. I agree. Try it. And Elena, listen to the audience. I agree with that. And Jamie, you said it's not easy. Which brings me to, when it's time to raise the white flag, do it. Mm. You've yep. tried it. You've listened. It's not easy. And you're on episode, I've got a company in mind right now. i got two companies in mind right now. One company realized that it kind of wasn't really working and asked me for help. And I was like, that's awesome. That's what everybody should understand. That's part of the ejector seat button in the aircraft. Know that that button is there. Because I can think of a company right now that they're still doing it, and it's just bad. <laughs> it's bad content. And I think they know it too. And it's just, just hit the ejector button. You can come back. Just, it, you know, and, and I've had somebody at that company actually say to me, you know, do you think we could collaborate on something? I, I was like, yeah, call me. Just stop trying to satisfy everybody and just call me. Let's have a meeting. Let's talk. Because it's like if it's like if you were making a defective product. Stop. Right? Or at least put the recall out. Right. Put the recall out. 
<laughs> so there, there is a there's a podcast recall button. And, yeah, yeah. Call and some Jay. people just need to hit the button, eject, yeah. and yeah, and you can always come back later. You don't have to tell anybody what happened, but stop for a moment. And and I I just I believe that because listen, we're all professionals at something. Elena, I said this to you when we were having our kind of prep session, and then I cut you off because I was like, we're doing the show. But just because you have a phone doesn't mean you can sell. <laughs> just, that's, a, that's an interesting correlation. There. Right. Just because you have a voice doesn't mean you can sing. Yep. And just no. because you have a microphone doesn't mean you have a podcast. No, it does not. That's that's no. step one of a thousand steps that you, yeah. <laughs> that you need to complete before you have a podcast, right? And so, and also too, I want to throw this like curveball out there. Everybody has different KPIs. Like Jamie has has different ROI, and Herb has different or and I have different. ROI and, and, and key performance indicators, whatever acronym you want to put on it, right? Decide early on, and this is especially for newer content creators, what does success look like to you? For me, early on in my career, it was to be on stage and do more public speaking. And this year, I think I did eight different panel, like just some insane number of speaking engagements that I would have never had if it wasn't for the podcast. So start thinking about what are some of the things that you want to accomplish and maybe the podcast is a way to build your brand, build visibility so that you get asked to do whatever it is that you want to do. So throwing that out there as well. Amazing. Oh, thank you for adding that. I, I want to thank you all, all of you, Herb, Jamie, Elena. We went way over time. I said I wouldn't do that anymore, but this was a really great conversation, and I really, really, really appreciate your time. Jamie, you've been stuck outside of this restaurant for an hour. Everybody's going to be thinking you're doing a podcast or something. <laughs> I know, right? Is she, like, videoing a TikTok like, out there? Yeah, What's what, going this on? This is the longest Jamie, TikTok ever. Dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's, like, on the curb, like, just, like, right, on the where side you're dancing there. next to the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't believe I just danced uh... and did my impression there. But anyways, y'all, thanks so much. If there's anything I can do for you, please do let me know. Again, round of applause. Elena, Jamie, Herb, thank you so much. Really appreciate y'all. Thank you, Jay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. And that's a cut. Okay, there we go. Um, all right. So I do want to say this. I didn't want to keep them any longer. But uh, what you want to do is Elena has EVs for everyone. Um, Elena Ciccatelli, EVs for Everyone podcast. Jamie Carpenter, who was outside the restaurant, Scanning the Industry. It's a UVI podcast. UVI is the MRI for cars. You've seen it. In fact, Amazon just picked up uh, UVI to scan their fleets for maintenance. So that's an awesome contract. And then uh, Herb Anderson, Dealer Talk podcast. Dealer-centric training, sales, BDC, retail, wholesale, all of it, etc. And um, 
when I was looking at putting the panel together, I realized, well, there are a lot of podcasters to choose from, even that I just know. And then there's even more that I'm really not in touch with. There's a lot of automotive podcasts. There must be. If you take it from automotive logistics, uh, automotive news, all the way down to individuals that just got started, it has to be 50. I'll bet there's 50 automotive podcasts. Seriously. So this show, but this show really is for if you if you're starting a podcast next week, if you're a company thinking about getting into making a podcast or being part of a podcast stage or doing anything like that, getting into it creatively, equipment, producer, and looking at the big picture, this show is for you to think about things that you didn't think that you had to know, to to take a look at. Uh, additional considerations. And if you run into a problem, send me an email. Autotransportintel at gmail.com. Comment below. ATI Auto Business. Um, truth, I was making podcasts before you could make podcasts. I mean, I, my early stuff was on VHS and audio cassette. So that's how long I've been doing it. And then three quarter inch and then dvd and then mp3 and now mp4 and youtube etc so i've been through the formats shoot i've i've rolled film so um if you want to talk creatively or technically or conceptually please do let me know thank you for watching at auto business murphy auto transport Superflow systems dealers link auto hauler exchange everybody in the live chat thank you so much i really do appreciate you guys peach transport and daniel where is that and uh oh kimberly kimberly's in the live chat i know it's not the biggest live chat ever i get that um it's just part of being one of the many automotive podcasts out there. If you've got an idea, let me know. Send it in. Send in the news. Autotransportintel at gmail.com. Y'all take care. Here comes the car hauler. Have a good turkey. And I'll see you next Tuesday night. Thanks, everybody, so much. Peace out.